Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. We are in season three. This is my first guest episode of season three. And the guest today is Jennifer Watson. You can find her on Instagram at Jennifer Watson Leadership. Uh, And this is one of those conversations that came to me at the exact right time in my life. You know when you have a conversation with someone that you just feel like fits so perfectly in your week or your month or that season of life or whatever, uh, I have been starting to sit with myself and starting to sit with other people as they talk with me uh, and just giving them the space to, to get it all out. And I've been starting to kind of do it with myself, but Jennifer really gives us the tools in this conversation on how to do it ourselves with ourselves and how doing that with ourselves, giving ourselves the space to become self-aware, giving ourselves the space to to let go of whatever it is that we're trying to solve that isn't getting solved and let it solve it for us. Let our creative flow come to us more naturally um, than trying to kind of you know, fit a square into a circle the way that we do sometimes when we're go, 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 go. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed having this conversation. I am so grateful for you being here and I will see you on the other side. Hi friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Edge of Fear podcast. I'm so excited to bring you a delightful guest I have on the show today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, it's so great to see you, Liz. It's Jennifer Watson here, and I'm honored to be on your amazing show. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, As soon as we engaged, as soon as we connected, I was like, I just love this energy. I love this um, unique voice and perspective. And I was so excited um, to connect with you. So let's tell the audience a little bit about what you do and what we're going to talk about here today. 100%. So, you know, it's just probably like a lot of your guests that you have on, Liz. You know, I've had a lot of different amazing journeys in different tributaries along the way. But what's gotten me to the point where I'm at today, creating impact as a coach and a speaker, my grassroots are as a practitioner. I've been an integrative physical therapist for 20 plus years. And integrative, what I mean by that is we really treat a person as a whole. We really look at all systems of the body, physical, emotional, spiritual, really always have been very comprehensive. It's always been such a fun part of my journey of helping support people on their healing journey and their thriving journey. And the reason why I focus so much on that comprehensive approach is my own journey in wellness in in particular mental wellness, Liz. And I struggled for many years, even during my quote, I'll put in quotes here, successful times, I struggled with the darkness of really severe, pretty debilitating depression and thus begin my journey to realize that our body is not linear. There's so many different components that influence each other and mental wellness is so key for all of us in overall wellness, no matter if you're struggling with it or not. So it began my journey to really help people in a more comprehensive way, but also heal myself. Isn't that the way it usually goes? Usually our journey is moving into 
a space that we can help people. So I started that and I've had so many opportunities as a practitioner to work with high performance athletes, to those with PTSD, to military, to chronic pain, to women's health, to brain health. And it's been such a beautiful gift. But what I found was really missing, especially in the last several years working with my clients, is the additional coaching support, the accountability, the nuances of giving different tools that a coach can provide versus just a practitioner and thus begin my journey becoming a more of a wellness and leadership coach. And what I found with this dynamic duo is often when we're struggling in any area of wellness, it affects our ability to lead ourselves or our team or our life. And leadership is the same way. If we're having struggles there, it affects our wellness and how we lead ourselves in wellness. And I find these are two big areas that people have struggled with in the past and definitely this year. So I've really actually been able to fan a little bit of my coaching expertise in wellness, in particular mental wellness this past year, and in leadership, and in particular emotional intelligence, which I know we're going to go into a little bit today and the power of that to create leading of self, leading of wellness in profound ways for you and the people you want to impact and the team that you're connecting with. So at this point in my life, I'm doing a lot of my coaching with one-on-one group to groups, to doing corporation talks, to speaking on these topics that mean so much to me, but more importantly, that I find influence so much of our life, Liz, and have influenced mine. And I've been able to gain so much experience and honored to bring my expertise in mental wellness, my expertise in leadership, in particular emotional intelligence that I find are such heavyweights to really live the life you want and live it with joy and ease. And that's why I'm here today, just to hopefully share some nuances of how you can continue to live in this beautiful way of impacting in the way you want with your life story. But that's kind of me in a nutshell. Well, thank you so much for pulling it all together so clearly. Um, there's so much there. There's so much information there, and there's so much that you've done and experienced. Um, and it's no wonder that you're able to put off the kind of this light energy um, about you because it's clear that you're living in, uh, in joy, but it's also clear, you know, that you've lived these experiences and it isn't always just, you know, a smooth, I should say it isn't always, it isn't. It's not a smooth sailing ride for anybody. Nobody gets through this life, you know, without going through struggle. Um, and to be able to lead from that, to be able to lead with, you know, these are the struggles that I have undergone. I'm going through them today. These are just part of life. Um, during this very different time in any of our lives, um, you know, what an instrumental role you must be playing. And, and, and I feel, you know, that energy off of you in this year of hardship where so many of us are struggling um, to really recognize that the, the truth is, you know, it's not that simple and it's not, it's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's often not pretty. Um, so, so much to draw from, from what you just shared with us. Um, where do you want to start? Like, how do you begin kind of coaching yeah, no, us through this? You know, it's really interesting, Liz, because a lot of people come to me and a lot of people that are drawn to me are these hyper ambitious, you know, just wanting to save the world, just really perfectionist, you know, go, 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 ambitious, ambitious men and women in one thing I find that all of them are struggling with is two separate things. And, and actually the flip side is some tools to actually make that change is one is dropping down into surrendering and actually receiving. Okay. 
So this last year has made a lot of us scramble and like, oh, we have to do, we have to get ambitious and we have to do, do, do. But the ones that have actually transcended this past year and the people that I work with that are really ambitious is to pull the reins back and pause, be still, take in this moment to reflect. What things do you really want? What things are you struggling with? Because when you actually create space, what you do is you actually optimize what we call the creative zone, Liz, of your brain, the problem solving. So instead of seeing the problem, again, my business owners, whether it be problems at home, problems in their business, when they pause and they step back, they start activating the problem solver, not the problem access of the brain. So when you do that, it allows you to be in this calm, parasympathetic state of just creativity and allows you to create problem solving in adversity, no matter what the problem is. And again, I, I, I have a tendency to draw on those ambitious men and women that feel like they just have to do, do, do. And I have found again this last year, the golden nugget first has just been pause, be still, reflect. And right there, your body and brain will give an opportunity for it to actually give you problem solving information. And then you can see the ball of momentum rolling and it brings you into this more confident state versus a fight or flight state. And by the way, Liz, this is for every area of your life. Like I said, I draw on a lot of business owners and ambitious men and women. This goes for any of you listeners out there that have really struggled this year and just have been seeing the problem, pausing and being still. Feeling the feels will allow you, even if it's just five minutes, allow you to shift things very quickly into problem solving the creative juices of your brain. So that's the first thing I would say to people is really be willing to pause, reflect, cut your to-do list in half and just trust that pausing and the patience of that pausing will bring on problem solving for you. The second thing I will say as a wellness and leadership coach, kind of tapping in to the wellness piece we just said, just to pause. You can actually create this, this mental edge for you. From a leadership standpoint, a lot of people ask me, Jennifer, what is the golden nugget? What is it to help me be epic in every area of my life, to live the life I wanna live, even after this last year? You know what that answer is, Liz? You know what it is? Awareness. Super, super, super self-awareness. And it is the first component for stage of emotional intelligence, which I'd love to get into a little bit more. But if you think about it, everything that you want to achieve in this life, every goal you have starts with awareness about your current situation, about your current environment, about whatever's going on in your world. And then the belief you're putting on what's going on in your world, right? You have to get really super aware of what your environment is right now and the belief you're putting on in this current environment. Because only when you start there can you start changing the environment, changing your belief, which many of you that are probably listening have heard of this. When you start shifting your belief, you start shifting your behavior. Then the behavior becomes more consistent. Then you start taking consistent action with this new behavior. Then the cycle of success continues, right? But really getting what you want in life, being what you want to be, after everything that's happened this year, get calm, be still, activate that mental edge, that brain, but you've got to become super aware. It is literally the golden nugget, Liz. The more I do this work, the more I pull in all my tools of people, and we do have a lot of biohacking tools to help people really shift quickly into making good decisions and tapping into their awareness and emotional intelligence, but it starts with self-awareness, super, super self-awareness, and you got to be okay with the answer. And what I mean is you might be seeing a belief or behavior that you've been playing for a while that maybe doesn't serve you anymore, maybe never did. 
And then the healing, then the tools start moving in the right direction. It's just like looking at your finances, right? Liz, you can't know where you want to go until you know where you are at and being honest with it, right? Super awareness. This goes with any intelligent decision you're making in any area of your life. So those would be the two things I would say I've seen really catapult people in new ways this last year and into this year. I saw a lot of my clients actually become super successful in a lot of different things. And by the way, side note, success is relative. Success, what you think is successful is maybe different than a listener, maybe different than me. But I will say the ones that felt they really rose last year, created mental edge, paused, reflected, what do we need to do to get the creative, active, problem-solving juices going? Because I know adversity is my opportunity to learn and grow and problem-solve too. I got to get super self-aware. I know that is ultimately the creme de la creme, the golden nugget to really get everything I want in this life. It starts with understanding where I'm at, the beliefs and behaviors, and what can I then implement tool-wise to change those beliefs and behaviors if we need to do that to get the life you want. And this is why I love what I do. When you combine the mental edge of wellness, when you combine this super self-awareness, which is the first step of emotional intelligence, which is the mo most important step in leadership, game on, Liz. That's all I'm gonna say, game on. <laughs> Um, I love how animated you are about this. I I agree with the animation. I feel like you are coming on the show at the exact right moment where like, this is so what I need to hear because I'm like right on cusping self-awareness. I'm right on knowing I need to slow down, but I'm so struggling with just taking that plunge and doing that mm -hmm. and just pausing. I'm like, okay, I'm only gonna do these couple things today. But then I like add on a hundred more things because it's so uncomfortable to be in that stillness and to pause. And the same for that self-awareness. I'm like, this is how I'm being. I'm right. like sort of just enough acknowledging it, but yeah. that's the starting point, right? It, I, and I always say that it is so uncomfortable. Do you realize that's the number one thing what you just said, Liz, and I'm sure all the listeners would say it too. It is super uncomfortable to pause, especially for all my ambitious people out there, but even people that just don't want to deal with the fact that, God, I don't like this feeling. I don't like what I believe, but you have to be willing to sit with it. And two things, one, when you sit with it, even if it's five minutes, you guys start with five minutes, self-awareness on one topic, sit with your emotional feelings that you're feeling right there. I guarantee you guys guarantee the emotion, the yuck goes away faster because what did I say? You give your brain a chance to breathe and it goes into active creative problem solving mode, which is your calm state of being. The feelings will go away more quickly, one. And guess what, number two? Liz, I know you said, God, it's so hard to be still. I don't know how to do that. I guarantee you, all your listeners, including you, Liz, have at least one example, one example in your business past, your personal past, where one day you were still. One day you didn't do quite as much as the day before where you were balls in the wall and you saw magic happen. You saw a creative thought process come like, oh, I could do this with my business. You had a deep connection with a friend that just transcended you the rest of the week and made you feel confident in the kind of person you were. And when you can go back, you're playing this battle with your brain saying, wait a minute. I know when I sit with this, it doesn't feel good brain, but I'm going to tell you it's safe because I have evidence that I calm myself down in a less than five minutes, it happens. I've seen it happen. Also, I have evidence when I've done it just one day, just one day, I see the ramifications of it that I'm actually getting better and more toward 
what I want to be. And by doing that, Liz, I always tell you, I never start with big, big shifts and 20 things to do. Just starting with this super self-awareness, one thing, spend five minutes and give yourself evidence that it's worked a little bit in the past in voila, you start building steps and you gain momentum because you're starting to get confident that, wow, when I cut things in half and I'm willing to be calm and present and still more epic things happen. Side note, you guys, there is a place that you are doing a lot in a week. You're doing a launch. You have a lot of things on your plate with kids. Okay. I get that. But if you don't balance it out with understanding there's a space for pause and reflection and understanding that you need that space for creativity and bring your body back to why you're here and all the epic things you want to do for your, your business and your life, you're, you're going to, you're not going to get anywhere fast. If you stay there too long, you've got to get back into that slow down space. And that's where your emotional intelligence takes off anyway, Liz. And that is your cream, cream of the crop. That's your bread and butter for everything you want to do in this life. Guaranteed. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know about five minutes on thinking <laughs> about one thing. It, it's so funny because you're, you're telling this, you know, we have a, an example of a time that this happened mm. in our life. And I think about, you know, after a day off in my sleep, I get the answers, <laughs> you yes. know, when we meditate on a thing, like, it comes to you in the stillness and, and those are the examples. And I can think of a hundred examples and I'm like, I know you're right. You know, I know I need that day off. Yeah. I know that it calls to me the stillness, but it's just not that simple for yeah. whatever reason, you know? So making it a practice, right? Yeah. And you can't really figure out what you're aware of until you make pay space to be aware, right? <laughs> if you're doing 20, I always tell people like, you want to be aware of what you're doing with your business. You want to be aware with what you're doing with your husband. If there's conflict, you want to be aware, aware if you're busy all the time, can you really digest? Like, what am I, what do I need to be aware of? Like, what is really going on? I'm like, you guys, it's just physics, by the way. I mean, you can't. And by the way, you guys, all you ambitious people, again, I'm a recovering, like perfectionist workaholic. And I'm telling you, if you don't create space, you can't get to the next level period. Okay. You, or you reach a ceiling. I see it all the time. And that's why they come to me. They're like, oh my gosh, is it that simple to just spend five minutes to start with them like it is? And all of a sudden they see, start seeing a domino effect. But, you know, Liz, we, we have to, it's very, especially women, you know, we feel like we have to be in our masculine all the time, which is the to-do, the, the to-do, do-do. And by the way, that has its purpose, but we are literally knocking down our greatest gifts, which include we are naturally more gifted. Sorry, guys, we are in intuition and emotional intelligence. And we suppress that because we think that we need to be busy all the time. Side note, all you ambitious people, it's also self-sabotage and your drug of choice. <laughs> when you do 20 things a day, you're trying to get away from your feelings and being self-aware because it doesn't feel good. Okay. Because when you go, that's what you're using to-do list to kind of do mindless things that aren't going to move the needle and anything you really want to do, self-sabotage, but also get away from the feeling, right? <laughs> it's yeah, your that's our numbing. Yeah. Think about that. You're mm -hmm. not drinking alcohol. Maybe you're not doing social media, but you're having a running to-do list. Again, it's your drug of choice to not feel and be self-aware, which is actually the golden nugget. As we said, and we can get into that a little deeper, but also too, remember it's self-sabotage. You're doing, think about if you're really busy in one day, I've done this, Liz, I do a to-do list. I make it every end of the week, you know, every quarter. I know a lot of your people probably do that. Listen, 
I love this. Every Sunday night, I ax half of it out <laughs> because I look at and I go, wait a minute, half this to-do list, I'm either doing for someone else. I don't really want to do it. It's not going to move my business or me forward. And I'm doing it because I feel like it makes me feel significant, which I think it's really interesting how we think doing more in our to-do list makes us more powerful and significant. How many times you go to a party and you ask someone like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm busy. How often do we say that? I call people out now when they say that. I'm like, so does he make you make you like you feel like you're doing something? They're like, well, I guess. And it, it totally catches them off guard, right? But you really got to understand being busy doesn't make you creating better impact. Being busy doesn't make you more significant. Busy, being busy doesn't make you get further along in your business. And often it makes it the opposite. Often it's the drug of choice, right? Again, it goes back to super self-awareness. Why am I busy? Why am I doing this? Oh my gosh, I don't have to do it. Oh my gosh, I could delegate that. Oh my gosh, I'm just doing it because of my old fears and beliefs and I don't need to do it. It's not going to do anything for me. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I can do three things today and it moves everything forward and the things I really desire. Oh my gosh. Then again, you get the momentum because of the confidence that this slowing down creating space to be self-aware and feel the feelings and where is it coming from? And then, yes, yeah, sometimes getting a coach to help with biohacking tools to kind of give you new ways of looking at things are needed because when you're used to being busy all the time, that doesn't happen overnight that you become not busy. You have to fight that urge, right? Accountability, getting into the brain. I do biohacking techniques all the time, Liz, with a lot of my clients that have vices on old behaviors that come from old beliefs about significance in this case to do. But it does start with super self-awareness and pausing. I go back to that every time, super self-awareness and pausing. And that is the first step, huge first step of emotional intelligence, which you need. Emotional intelligence is all about understanding your emotions and how to manage them and have them work for you. That's all emotional intelligence is, by the way. People really get it overcomplicated. I look at it differently. I am, I'm a little bit more counterintuitive how to fan yours, Liz, because it is different for all of us, just like intuition is different for all of us, but it does start with pausing and it does start with super self-awareness. And then from there, I can give you some tools on how to really fan yours. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. Like, what does this really look like in our real life? Yeah. You know, so, you know, I don't know all listeners that are coming on your show, Liz, but I, I have this feeling again, they, they really want to live a life that they can look back and they're really proud of that they want to impact. And by the way, I don't know you guys, what, where you want to impact. Do you want to be the best mom in the world? Do you want to make $6 million this year? You know, I don't care how you want to impact. Do you want to give to a bigger charity of yours that you just, that feeds your soul, whatever that is, it will start with you optimizing how to lead yourself well in this passion pursuit that you have and this impact you want to give to the world and how you lead yourself well starts with this emotional intelligence we're talking about. Okay. And it starts with just being super self-aware. We've just gone through that first step with you. Okay. So let's just take an example, Liz, you know, what is something I'm going to use you as an example. Now yes. that I've made you pause, now I've made you kind of super self-aware, like start looking at, Oh, I don't like these things, but what is this talking about? What's my belief behaviors around this? What is something that you really want this year to create impact in that just is, feeds your soul, feeds your fire? What is something that you want to lead yourself well in this year, Liz? Well, there's so many, um, but uh, I've been, the last like year, I've really realized um, how much I use 
procrastination to kind of self-sabotage. Can I, yeah. is that, is that a valid one? Yes. Is that a good one? Yes. <laughs> um, and I want to be consistent. You know, I want to really hold myself more accountable and I want to show myself what I can do with a little bit more consistency. Yeah. I'm in school for stenography. And when I take really a month off of just, and just go to class and don't practice, I see the difference between practice versus not practice and so right. what that consistency means to me is yeah. you know doing the I, thing or not I have so many so many people I work with that that is a big thing I have to scold Jennifer but I have procrastination so the first thing I would say to you which again this is honing your unique emotional intelligence it's going to help you lead consistently to the goals you want and not procrastinate so that's first Liz like I said I would encourage you daily when you feel yourself procrastinating pause be still. I don't want to do this project. Don't even think of why yet. Pause. Be still. Stick with the emotion because you're feeling kind of crappy about yourself a lot of times. And you're like, I'm procrastinating again, right? Sit with it. Let the feelings subside. The emotions subside a little bit. Let your brain start searching for an answer why you're procrastinating. Okay. The second thing I would do once you're a little bit more in that calmer state and you've taken on the emotion, it's starting to calm down a little bit, Liz. The second part of emotional intelligence is a tool managing your emotions. How can you use them now to get out of this belief, this behavior right. and get more consistent? This is the first tool I would give you to help manage the emotion, take you to the next level to break free of procrastination. The seven, what I call seven levels deep, why? Why are you procrastinating? We're gonna do this right now, Liz. Why are you procrastinating? Why do you think you're procrastinating? Just knee-jerk reaction. Why do you think you're procrastinating? Because I won't do as well as I think I should. Right. That's, thank you for saying that. You don't feel that you would be doing as well as you think you should. Why do you feel you wouldn't be doing as well as you think you should? Why? Because I haven't been practicing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's great. That's great. And why do you think you haven't been consistently practicing. Because ultimately I'm afraid that I can't do it at all. I'm afraid of failing. And why are you afraid of failing that you can't do it all? Because it's hard. Yeah. And why does it feel so hard? Why does it feel so hard? Um, I don't know, because it's important. Yeah, right. And you guys, do you hear what she's doing? Let, you want to make space. When I ask these questions to people, you got to sit with it. I don't want you giving a forced answer. And as she's going deeper in her why, you guys noticing something, she's getting more to the soul of the real reason why. Your first answer is your superficial answer. Like it's a real answer, but it's really not the reason why you're really not doing it. The deeper answer, and we haven't gone to the second and third why, but with Liz, as we get deeper in it, it could be, I don't feel I'm good enough. I don't feel I have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. I, I, I feel failure and that makes me feel not significant. And I'm projecting on you right now, Liz, but as you go through that more seven levels deep, you get to the real reason and the real reason often you guys with procrastination, I see this all the time, especially with my women, 
think we're good enough. We don't have quite the skill set to bring to the world. So we need to pull back because we're not as good as Jane or Bill or whoever. And not saying that's you, Liz, but what you'll see is some common things that are happening that are deep. You're like, wow, that's the real reason. When you get to the real reason, that's your first tool. Okay, this is part of emotional intelligence. You've been, become super aware of what you're doing. Now we've given you a tool seven levels deep. Why? And when you get down to that deep answer, it's going to hurt, right? You're like, wow, I'm actually connecting and I'm making this up with you right now. My significance to whether I fail or not, and actually that I'm not even really good enough. Wait a minute. What do I really believe about that? Do I actually believe that I can be good enough? This is where we take the second tool and we start looking at all the great things we've done with our clients, all the things we've done well as a, as a mom and give ourselves evidence. No, I am good enough. And you give your, your brain new information, battle the brain. Like the real reason why I procrastinate is I don't think I'm good enough, Jennifer. I'm not saying that's you, Liz, but that's where we, you know, we want to take that down to the core reason. And then it's like, okay, but that's a lie. You'll find everybody listening. It's usually ends up being a lie. You've been telling yourself and you start now taking the second tool I'm giving you on emotional intelligence, managing these emotions and seeing I have evidence that that belief that I just figured out is the reason why I'm progressing is not true. You look at evidence, like I said, Liz, people you've helped even if it wasn't a perfect program, right? Or your kids that you've helped you guys out there, even if it wasn't perfectly done that you helped your, your kid do well in a spelling bee, it doesn't matter. You start giving your brain evidence and it starts coming with problem solving and a creative state of being and you get empowered and confident. Like, wait a minute, I can do this step in my business with my kid to move it forward. And when you get momentum, because now you have evidence, you get in confidence and confident breeds, guess what? Clarity and clarity breeds, guess what? Consistency. Just those two tools. You guys, we have other several tools in this particular case that I would delve in with Liz, but just for intimacy and personal reasons, that's something I would take on more of her personal journey of getting to the deeper why. But starting with those two, the seven levels deep, this is how you're managing now your self-awareness, then giving your brain evidence that that old belief is actually not true. You start optimizing your brain to believe something different and start seeing other options to create momentum and the things you know you are meant to do in this world, you guys. How cool is that? And again, momentum breeds confidence. Confidence breeds clarity. Clarity breeds consistency. Consistency knocks out self-sabotage knocks out procrastination. Does that make sense, Liz? <laughs> My God, it makes so much sense. And like the level one, why doesn't make you cry, but like by level two or three, I mean, yes. my listeners know how emotional I am. So your, your therapy today, <laughs> yes. Yes. but you know how, you know, when you've gotten to your, your real, why, when you get emotional, exactly. You all of you yeah. out there, you got to be willing to feel the yuckiness. What do you say about self-awareness? This includes your why. Ooh, she hit it. How do we market ourselves when we coach? We want to get to that person's why, right? Because that's what's going to create momentum in your willingness to not self-sabotage and not be consistent. Your why, like, this is why I really want to do it. This is why I'm not doing it. Oh my gosh, I'm catching myself soon. And I'm going to do these two tools, you guys. I'm not going to give you more than that. Today. There's several more that are really powerful, but those are the first two tools. Then the third component, you guys, the third component of emotional intelligence is empathy. 
You know, the first place everybody goes, Liz, when they think of empathy, oh, I know, have empathy for everybody else in their situation. No, 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 no. <laughs> you better be, honey girl, have an empathy for yourself. Do you think you can have empathy for anyone in your life, your coworkers, your teammates, your kids, your husband, when you are not practicing self-empathy? No, you definitely can't. Let's go back can't. to procrastination. Let's go back to that. Jennifer, I procrastinated a in fact, I procrastinated this whole week. I am burning coals on my head. Shame on me. Wah, 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 right? Yeah. It's this balance of super self-awareness, but grace, right? That's why God invented days, Liz. We have 24 hours to restart it again. <laughs> procrastinated. You know what? I became super self-aware. I'm doing it. Jennifer's helped me with that. I get it, but I did procrastinate. Now I'm going to use these tools tomorrow. And I'm going to practice grace. And I'm going to practice empathy on me because I know this is a journey of me trying to change procrastination and it's not going to be perfect. And I'm not going to hit out of the park every day, but I'm going to catch it sooner and try some of these tools and I'll see a little bit more momentum. Do you think you lose weight in, in one day when you have a, a, you know, a goal after three months of the gym to lose 20 pounds? No. Do you think when you're training for a marathon, you feel good running every day and you might skip a day here and there? Yes. That's life. Does that mean you're going to pause and, and burn coals or head? and have self-loathing when you do that you stop growth right you got to have self-empathy go wait a minute screwed it up that's okay it's all about learning there's no such thing as failure there really isn't liz the longer i live i crave failure you know why because i have a big learning moment god is working for you not against you do, do your i want you listeners to really get that god is working for you not against you even when you feel you're quote failing saying here's a learning moment let's refine it Let's move it forward, okay? Good and bad is all good. And actually the bad is when we learn the most, right? You guys, this is quantum physics, by the way. Think about when you, when, I, mean, I know I'm kind of going tangents to you guys, but go with me on this. Think about when you slam a tennis ball on the concrete. The harder you throw it down, what happens to the ball? I it up. Think of all your stories, you guys, in the past, when you've hit quote rock bottom, you're sitting with the super self-awareness of, I just sucked it up today. You hit rock bottom hard, right? What happens? It's quantum physics, you guys. Learning moment. Look at your own story, how much you grew during rock bottom, grew during super self-awareness, grew during the yucky feelings. If you were willing to sit with it and come up with problem-solving solutions, sit and wait, sit and wait. And then you catapult to the next level. You guys also have evidence of that. Now we're just teaching you to dial it in so you can have that happen more consistently and not be random. That's what emotional intelligence is, Liz. We're not making it random anymore. We're controlling our emotions, saying, I'm feeling it. I'm going to feel the crap. It is what it is. It's life. But I'm also realizing God, universe is working for me always, not against me. I was put on this earth at a particular time, not at learning Ingo's Wilder Day, right now in COVID with my gifts to serve the world with impact and to love and be loved, period. So I know it's working for me, even the quote negative stuff, even when I fail, great learning moment. Positive is all positive. It all is positive. Actually more positive comes from the negative. But this is where emotional intelligence is huge. You guys sit with it, super self-aware of those emotions. Now you have two tools to shift you quickly and then have empathy for yourself for God's sakes. Life happens. You're not gonna hit out of the park every day. And just think how that's going to transcend when you take it out into the world to your team, to your family, 
Are you going to be more empathetic to them when they fall down, pick back up? And you can give them, by the way, all this great advice now when you fell down. It's all the stuff you learned. Look how we're all cross-contaminating each other. <laughs> I never say masterminding. I say cross-contamination. This, you guys get this, these three areas of emotional intelligence, super self-awareness starts when you pausing, create that mental edge. These two tools of seven levels deep and giving your, your brain even one piece of evidence to start moving into a different direction. Consistency creates confidence, creates clarity, creates motivation to continue to move. Past in this case, your, your tendency to procrastinate, right, Liz? Yeah. Be empathetic to yourself. Oh my gosh. Wow. Then you don't sit there for days and pause in your, your movement forward. You sit there for five minutes. Like, yeah, that sucked. Whatever. It is what it is. I'm learning. Let me think. What did I learn today? And you can move it forward. You don't sit in that. It's always good to look back, right? And reflect on it. What can you learn? But empathize with yourself. Like I learned now move it forward. You can't keep looking back. Self-empathy allows you to not look back too long, right? It allows you to learn the lessons and move it forward because those are the first three stages of emotional intelligence. Next are motivation and social interaction, but that's not something I want to go over today. I really want you guys to hone in on these three components of emotional intelligence. The amount of movement you will see for in leading yourself, you guys, get into life that you've only been hoping for. You're like, is it still mine to have? I'm going to say this right now. Yes, it freaking is. <laughs> But the two things, you guys, going back to what Liz and I were talking about at the very beginning, the two things I've seen is people are not willing to feel the feels. To create your mental edge, you got to feel the feels and not go on social media and get a to-do list going and drink alcohol and all the other things we do to self-sabotage and, and dampen the pain. Sit with it, right? Be still, pause, reflect, and the information comes to you. First component of self-awareness, right? Then you get the tools of self-management, right? Second component of of emotional intelligence, right? We did the seven levels deep with Liz a little bit, not all the way, but we did some, right? And then you move it into this beautiful opportunity of, I have evidence, now I'm just gonna make it happen consistently for me. And I'm gonna have grace, self-empathy, third component. You guys work with that daily. And this stuff that I'm telling you to do takes five minutes. Do I go longer now on days because I can super dial in certain things and move it forward? Do I invest longer on days that are harder? hundred percent, but you can hundred percent see movement in optimizing your emotional intelligence and leading yourself more effectively and powerfully in the things you've got to do that day. When you start with five minutes of just honing this emotional intelligence, just a hair with the things that we just mentioned and watch when you do five minutes a day five minutes a day. It's like anything you guys, right, Liz? I know you know this. The most successful people in the world are not the brainiacs. They're not doing 20 things a day. They're doing a few things consistently, powerfully. Small, small steps, you guys. The summit's at the top. Little small steps every day. Do this three components, these first three, five minutes a day. I guarantee you, you will start seeing momentum. In this case, Liz, in your case, procrastination or whatever your listeners are struggling with. That they're like, yep, Jen, it's this. Yep, Jen. You can use the same process with any of that and watch the magic happen, you guys. It is magic. It really is. Emotional intelligence is, is, is like, should be like water to you. It is your life force and it's unique to each and every one of you. And this is what I love to get into with everybody because you, your nuances are a little bit different, right? And this is how I coach. And when I see that happen and you see it happen, oh my gosh, we get to co-create together, right? We get to make this cool thing called life, like work for us, not against us. 
And when you get that thought process in your mind, you guys, and that's probably the last thing I would say, Liz, is perspective. The world's working for you. And I keep saying that it really is. And you have evidence that it has in the past, even with really hard times. And when you can really shift that perspective, that changes everything. It's game changing. <laughs> it's um, so much information, so much um, like really clear examples and ways for us to utilize this information. Uh, so much of this is like really simple stuff that is out there that we know. We like we've learned this before. We know it, but to see you uh, explain it in that very clear way, to just apply that five minutes of, of that stillness, five minutes of whatever it is, you know, that you need to, to sit with, um, and, and getting real, real aware in that way, in that very simple, simple way. Yeah. And I would say this with all you guys, you know, it's okay to feel the feels, but when I say self-empathy, choose your words, you guys. And by the way, again, what you say to yourself, you learn nuances, what you say to other people, you start owning your truth, but not, I can't believe I didn't do this today. I suck for procrastinating again, Jennifer. More, I'm curious. I'm curious. Why did this happen? Let's see, what can I learn from this? Words are everything, you guys. Vibration of words is everything. They've shown this in research. Quote, negative wor words, lower frequency, get you in fight or flight and freeze. More positive spin on words, it's still the truth, right? But, but being gentle with yourself. You guys, self-empathy, right? Change the words. And guess what? When you have a conflict with your teammate or your hubby or your children, I'm curious. Why'd you do this? This, this wasn't for your best good, but let's, let's talk about this. Let's just, let's just chat about it. I'm curious about it. You start seeing how that permeates to everything that you're doing out there in the world. Change your thoughts, change your awareness, change your words, be gentle to yourself and watch yourself start doing that and translating empathy and changing your verbiage to other people out there and their power gets created. You guys, this is a domino effect. You guys, again, masterminding, cross-contamination, whatever you want to call it. It starts with you, right? We, we hear this a lot. It always starts with you, but these nuances are needed, um, Liz, because we do need tangible tools. People are like, yeah, I kind of get it, but what can I do to start shifting it? And that's what I would say. And be gentle to yourself. Words are powerful. What are you saying to yourself? Even when you're trying to reflect and find out what my why is, oh, I suck at it. No, you don't suck at it. Didn't work out today. Hmm, I'm curious why, you know, and it, it'll start transcending you. Words are everything. That's the other nuance I would say to emotional intelligence as you're refining this or the five minutes of the tool is be gentle and curious, not con condemning when you're being honest with yourself. Jennifer, thank you so much for this. Where can everybody find you? This was seriously so much information and in this quick little conversation. Um, I'm so excited for our audiences to kind of cross-contaminate <laughs> um, because like you said, I think my listeners all really primarily do want to be, you know, yeah. their best version. And, you know, when we cross-contaminate, when we lead from the front, when we lead with this emotional intelligence, it will literally change yeah. the world. Um, and right. that's why I'm so excited to help you get this message across. And Absolutely. And, you know, I tell everybody, all you listeners, I was on a course this weekend and it was like information overload, but it was so good, but I, I don't have to know all of it right now. I just, I said, I'm going to take time to digest this. So we can have fun with it and dance and move it through all you listeners sit with this. This is a lot of information, but it's also really simple stuff. It's so really be comfortable reaching out to me. And yes, thank you for asking Liz, but the best place to reach me, I'm the most active on Instagram and LinkedIn, and that's Jennifer Watson leadership. And if you guys, I answer all my own DMs, you know, if you have any questions on this episode 
or have other ways that you'd like me to support you. I do a free discovery call with people to see how I can support you further if that's something that you're interested in. If not, you just have questions on this episode. Jennifer Watson Leadership, whether it be on LinkedIn or Instagram or the best place in space to connect and reach out with me. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you again so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Wow, how incredible was that conversation? I absolutely loved talking with Jennifer Watson. If you loved this episode as much as I did, be sure to screenshot wherever you're listening right now, share it on your social media, tag Jennifer uh, and myself on Instagram at Jennifer Watson Leadership and me at Liz Without a Pillow. Uh, Those names will be in the show notes as always. I cannot wait to start my own action towards this changed life, a life with more joy and ease using my own mental intelligence and mental wellness, tapping in, becoming more self-aware, becoming more still, and making those changes that I know I need to see in my own life. Um, So I love you guys. Thank you so much as always for being here and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz without a pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.